This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hello and welcome to a slightly different podcast from us this time as we uh, start officially the coverage of 2019-20. It's one of those podcasts I'm hoping is going to be evergreen and going to be one of those that we're going to be able to wheel out in years to come, I suppose, Nick. Uh, apologies for listening in future years, but this is one of those things that um, hopefully is going to you know, help you get to know who we are. As ever, um, as you just heard, I'm joined by my trusty partner in crime, Nick. Uh, are you all right, mate? How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Tom. Uh, just been on holiday, which is always nice. You know, in terms of the football, I've watched England and Spurs blow it again. So I'm, <laughs> I'm quite happy that the football football is over finally. And uh, we can focus on WGTA, as Tom said. So just to say quickly, of course, for those that don't know us, we are Who Got The Assist. You can find us on Twitter. Our main account is at WGTA underscore FPL. And you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever you'd like to listen and subscribe. So, Tom, what's the main focus of this pod? I think we realised, didn't we, Nick, uh, around the end of last year, that our pod is you know, very much, um, it sounds very idealistic, but very much focused on you, like the listener, uh, FPL managers, and not really so much about ourselves. And uh, beyond the pod, like... We never introduced ourselves uh, to the wider audience. So I guess this pod's a little bit about us, like who we are, and uh, I, I guess how WGTA came into being and who these guys that you're going to be listening to, hopefully, over the course of the season, um, are and what our backgrounds are. And hopefully that's going to be uh, of some vague use. And hopefully people who've been listening to us the last couple of years are going to um, enjoy it and um, enjoy getting to know a little bit more about us. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's definitely something that um, I've been thinking about for a while. And I mentioned it also on the final podcast of the year. And yeah, it definitely seems the time to do it in this summer lull. But of course, if you aren't interested, it's not going to be an FPL pod. It's more about us. Um, then it's totally cool. And you're welcome to, to skip this one and uh, wait until we return with our proper first pods back when the uh, the fixtures are released, which actually quite soon. So yeah, as Nick just said, skip it if you're interested in who we are. Uh, I guess for those who are staying with us, uh, let's dive into it. Uh, the first port of corner, how we know each other. I guess we both grew up in the uh, amazing confines of Essex, as from Fantasy Football Scouts, also from my town, Brentwood. We're Essex. Uh, yeah, interesting times, weren't they? 
Yeah, definitely interesting times. We both went to school in Chelmsford. That's where we initially met. We were in different classes, so I didn't really know who you were for like the first few years, I'd say. Probably <laughs> became better friends when about 14, 15, we were kind of frenemies a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> and then, then in the sixth form, we became proper friends uh, and, you know, bonded over sort of love of indie music sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So the music, like we still got that stupid habit, haven't we, of like quoting random lyrics to one another, no matter where we are. But I know that noise, Sarah, no end. <laughs> I just randomly yeah, quoting national lyrics at you. Probably, yeah, and I think it annoys a few of our listeners when we try and <laughs> yeah. reference uh, random songs into the pod, which is one of our sort of themes of the pod to always have a, a theme, that, you know, some some shared interest that we both have, such as a, an indie band or, or a TV show like Scrubs that, that we both watched, um, for instance, when we were at school, and we'd constantly quote off to each other. The amount of quotes that we just threw each other, I think that was basically like the foundation of our friendship was basically like quoting scrubs at one another every now and again. Stuff like gaming as well. And then obviously like football eventually kind of got there too. Like we're into our football, like the nerdy side of it. And that was something that um, also kind of bound us together eventually because like, that was one of our, uh, one of the areas that, you know, our friends had all sorts of different like mutual interests i think you and me like we had football between us didn't we yeah exactly and it was more kind of like the playing fifa as opposed to actually playing it i mean <laughs> we, used to do it. we used to play in our lunch breaks a little bit i guess but like yeah it's more kind of being the nerdy side and obviously fpl um, links very heavily into that when it's all about numbers and tr- trying to beat your opponent by pick- picking the best players and identifying you know the top performing players as opposed to actual uh, sort of raw physical strength and power and coordination <laughs> on the pitch, which are, sadly I'm, I've been lacking most of my life and yeah. ter- have been a terrible footballer, so I haven't really played much myself. Yeah, I think maybe coordination was not something you were quite blessed with um, for me as well. I think football generally just have a situational awareness physically was something that I was not particularly blessed with. It was shown by the amount of times that I've smashed things and broken things around you in the past. Uh, moving forward from that, you know, be at uni, blah, you know, both degrees. But, you know, our jobs are probably worth mentioning because I followed you, Nick, into financial services uh, a little while ago and I guess you, you've been working in that your whole career haven't you and I guess that's really useful in terms of your kind of relationship with FPL and the things you bring to bear on WGTA. Yeah certainly and I've always been a bit of a numbers man as well and I like looking at data and sort of trying to reconcile two pieces of data together and analysing data and, and trying to identify trends and that sort of thing and that ties into what I do as part of my job and um and that's what i've been doing as part of sort of the podcast and when when i play fpl um one of our key um, themes is the market forces where, where we look at the players who are rising in value players who are falling in value and trying to identify the root cause as to why they're falling whether it's fixtures <laughs> or form how would you describe somebody who doesn't know you what your job is <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> it's, it's kind of project management, it's kind of analysis, and it's kind of all sorts of things, isn't it? Yeah, um, and client relationship as well, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very varied job. They're one of those high-powered guys, I guess. And for me, like, 
Uh, similar to Nick, I work financial services. I'm a trained researcher and uh, I've got lots of behavioral analysis kind of skills through work. A bit of a qualitative specialism, so interviewing people, conducting focus groups, that sort of thing is actually my bag. But in FPL, for some reason, it's all about quant. But I, I guess when it comes to WGTA, like you know, project management, we both have that in common. And I think that you can hopefully see that in how we realize all these kind of new ideas. And for me, my job involves designing projects and uh, analyzing data produced by research and cutting through the noise to get what the key people want from all of the data that we've basically amassed. So I think that, that kind of skill to turn it into something which is accessible is what's really useful for WGCA. And I think that's definitely something that you also are good at in terms of explaining things to you know clients, explaining things to uh, people internally though that's basically how we uh how we do things isn't it in our jobs and that's why we're hopefully quite good at doing it um for the podcast yeah exactly it's taking huge chunks of data and and trying to convert it into something that's accessible and that's what we've tried to do with a lot of the articles um that we've written in the past and when we're on the pod and we're trying to explain a more complicated concept we're always trying to equate um you know real life examples to any point that we make to try and make it as easy as possible to understand we know people are busy and I think it's just like a lot of the time it's about trying to say, right, we can analyze everything to the nth degree, but we're both trying to understand what the, the key trend over the next few weeks or months. Getting back to us, like the relationship with football and FPL to some extent is worth talking about. So I grew up playing Premier Manager, then Championship Manager, then Football Manager, uh, plus a lot of Pro Evo and FIFA. And neither of us were, I think it's fair to say, any good at football, as Nick mentioned earlier. But analysing it and watching it and all the kind of the statty side of it that Football Manager provided is basically where we kind of went, wasn't it? And through uni, we stayed friends, but like the route to FPL was a little bit different for both of us. Like, how did you really get into it? Was it just me? You just constantly hounding me with yeah, emails yeah. about your team <laughs> like, whilst I was at work. And I was like, well, I'm kind of casually playing this game because I know you got into it quite heavily before me. You introduced me to websites like Fantasy Football Scout, which I didn't really know existed. I was just sort of joining um, sort of a friends league that you'd invited me to originally. And I think the first couple of seasons I actually played it, I virtually set your team up game week one, never look at it again. Yeah, I I remember remember you texting me saying, oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad to hear my team is doing well. You're one of those (laughs) kinds of guys. But yeah, definitely late. You you were pretty good, weren't you? The year you started. I actually tasted really good success. Um, I think it's my second best season, a year that I was actually playing quite casually. And I think that also spurred me on quite a bit. The fact that I was doing quite well. And, uh, and I, you know, I think um, it was actually um, the year of Harry Kane's sort of first season um, yeah. when he became sort of big for Spurs. And I think it was a year when Van Persie was sort of 13 million or something. And it's it sort of his declining years. And a lot of people owned him. I owned um, this guy called Harry Kane, who I watched Spurs um, avidly in the Europa League, and he was getting a lot of games and a lot of goals, and people weren't really looking at him. They were saying he wasn't the number one choice. I put him in my team, started playing him, and actually started captaining him as well. And he, he turned out to be a really good differential for me that that particular year as he, he started to play. And I think it was quite a famous game, um, which I captained him for against Chelsea, um, which obviously is a bit of a maverick move by most people for such a fixture so, sort of an unknown guy i think he's only about 5.5 million so a lot of people probably would have been put off to captain such a cheap forward in in such a sort of tough game and and those sort of moves really paid off for me actually that year so more maverick less conservative as i'm, I'm known um, to our listeners um, <laughs> move, so paid off 
I think through uni, like, I know I played, I don't, I don't know if you did, I don't think you did actually, did you? Um, but uh, me and my friend Sam, like, you know, my flatmate played, like, you know, a bit silly, like, you know, week to week sort of thing, like, you know, taking huge hits to buy in who we thought were going to be good that week. And it was it was kind of a bit kind of gambly sort of thing, like, we both kind of just beat each other every week. And this is all of my FPL history, unfortunately, if you don't want to see it, I, I wasn't clever enough to make a new account. Uh, when WGTA started, but I think that you know my first job, Braga friends uh, attack, and uh, Neil, that's when I really started getting into it. Like I won the league the first year, got a payout, and I was absolutely hooked. And I think that was the year I started like I really like uh, getting in touch with you about it because I knew you were kind of susceptible <laughs> to talking about FPL. Like you know, I was on the FFS for absolutely bloody ages. You know, like using a individual as my handle, and I still use that now across games and things. So yeah, I know that you were. You started to kind of get drawn in, and that's kind of how we uh, how we started talking about FPL a little bit more like openly. When we were just in our jobs, we'd just constantly be emailing each other as, as something to do throughout the day. And <laughs> I think the FPL, one of my first jobs, the FPL um, website was one of the only websites that was actually available and, and wasn't banned and wasn't censored. So I could always go into it. And I think I got engrossed as well in, in work leagues and other people at work talking about it. And that's how I kind of started to fuel my, my addiction. So we, we started to talk about, could we actually give this a go ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we both, it's fair to say we both love being uh, Who Got the Assist. Like, even though we are Nick and Tom, and uh, I think sometimes we think it's a bit weird uh, that people like know who we are from our voices. Uh, doing the podcast and doing everything around it is such like a productive and like kind of rewarding hobby. And like the support, I think, since we got going has been amazing, hasn't it? I think it's definitely like something that makes me really proud that people enjoy our work. The online community for FPL and especially on Twitter is absolutely brilliant. We've made some really good friends in, in our Slack group as well. I think it's, it's probably not worth trying to do a, a name role because we would inevitably miss someone. But, you know, we've, we've actually bonded really heavily with a lot of people and we've met a lot of people in real life as well, which has been awesome. I'm the kind of guy who arranges that sort of stuff, you know, like facilitates things like that. And it's been so cool to meet other people who, like, you know, I'm normal. I've got all of these functional parts of my life. Uh, but I've got one addiction which I share with you like the one dark side of me which is FPL and like getting people talking about that like you know you get get through the whole oh hey, what's your name you know where are you from what work do you do do you have kids blah 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 oh so FPL and then suddenly people just go off at like a million miles an hour don't they because like, that's what anyone who's really into what we're into wants to talk about and it's really cool to see there's loads of other people who are like us like we don't think we quite knew that there was that there um, until we really got this started. But yeah, it's been really cool to see that people are as nerdy about this as we are, basically. It's quite entertaining when you meet someone in real life who likes FPL as well, and then you end up chatting for hours, often often to the chagrin of our, our missuses who are saying, oh, this oh. guy's talking about FPL. We're meant to be at a wedding here, and what are we doing? You're just chatting about your fancy football team. Can you, can you shut up for one minute about Harry Kane or Romelu Lukaku or whatever you're going on about? Yeah, I know, I know the feeling. Not, normally most <laughs> yeah, exactly. she knows she, I think I think from my other half knows Mo Salah, knows Raheem Sterling, knows the likes of Sadio Mane. Like she's just so attuned to the fact that I'm gonna be cheering when they score. You know, if Sergio Aguero's name comes up, she's always just like, Oh, he was in your fans football team, wasn't he? Oh, he's gone. And you're like, not this week, and you're like, Why are you mad? Why are you mad? <laughs> oh. Have I done something wrong? I'm like, oh. 
No, I agree. It's, it's very similar to like, you know, your football widows and things like that. But the FPL, the, the scope, the scale of disappointment is so high because you've got all the players that you own, plus the guys that you bought in, plus the guy that you captain. There's so many like different facets that could go wrong week to week. Uh, so yeah, God bless them. They're both absolute saints, aren't they? Really are the halves. But I guess the central point of this pod is explaining where WGTA came from, I guess. Like, you know, the genesis of the podcast kind of born out of uh, adversity almost unfortunately like I, I guess so uh, you know 2015 you know kind of the years leading up to us thinking we we're going to do this and uh, Nick like you were having a bit of a tough time I was having a bit of a tough time but you know do you want to explain kind of what was going on with you and you know how FPL was perhaps a bit of a savior for you yeah so the year actually that I mentioned with Harry Kane as the sort of star substitute that Gave me a sort of overall rank at that season, twenty five k in sort of two thousand fourteen fifteen. Was a uh, yeah, as you said, Tom. It was it was a really tough year for me um, in terms of my health. So I mean, I've got, I've got a sort of general condition, stomach condition that you may have heard of, autoimmune disorder called ulcerative colitis. Um, and at that moment in time, I was I was getting quite sick in terms of. Um, just my general stomach problems, not being mm. able to eat food um, and keep it down and, and just like getting really weak and, and, you know, losing a lot of weight. And then and eventually I actually then had appendicitis that same year um, and then got hospitalized for a few weeks. And uh, I remember just like sitting in the hospital bed, like just watching football on the Sky Sports and just, just playing with FPL. And it's like the one thing that sort of kept me going through that hospital uh, period because it wasn't just appendicitis. I actually had a really bad infection from it and had to, I, you know, had to be um, sort of mm. had fluid drained from my yeah, stomach I because it was that yeah. bad. It was just like pretty horrible. And I think because of that, I literally felt like I couldn't walk for like a couple of months. And it was just, it was just like, as you, you know, it was just a really tough time for me. And I think, yeah, talking to you, talking about FPL, talking about football was one of the main things that, you know, helped me through this this tough period in my life. And, you know, it was the one thing that kept me positive and happy and, you know, mm. doing well, you know, contributed to that. And that's, I think, fueled my addiction to a certain extent, you know, playing FPL, fiddling about with my team, you know, starting to browse the forums that you introduced me to and stuff like that uh, really sort of helped in this, this period of my life. And obviously, um, around that same time as well, you were going through something that was actually really upset me because it, it actually, I was I was in awful pain, but I was really worried about you and what was happening to you. I think you told me actually about your diagnosis whilst I was in hospital. Yeah, I, I think I remember that, wasn't it? Like you, yeah, around around Eve, around yeah. New Year, yeah, that was it. Yeah, so um, I guess when, when I was twenty five, I was diagnosed with stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, which is the form of bug cancer obviously it was a huge shock at the time and I guess my life really changed then I'm not sure I ever told you Nick but um, I was in the final round of interviews then to relocate to Hong Kong and uh you know, things would have been so different, but I guess the, the cards kind of fell how they did. Uh, the good news is obviously I'm in remission, cured. Uh, like I went recently for my four and a half year uh, checkup and you know, I'm all healthy. And, uh, you know, I went through, you know, the six rounds of chemo, uh, chemotherapy, which is one of the toughest things I've ever gone through. Like obviously you went through a lot of tough stuff as well. Um, but, you know, chemo, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush out on anyone. And then 15 fractions of radiotherapy across the upper body to consolidate the treatment and make sure that everything was okay. And thankfully it works and I recovered. Um, I guess how I was thinking of WGCA is that I was looking over my pictures, same as you, um, at the end of 
everything to kind of you know as part of my process to come to terms with everything that happened and and I saw uh, interspersed with pictures of cannulas and uh, bone marrow samples and this kind of grim stuff, uh, images of FPL teams. And I guess I remembered how when I was being pumped with those nasty kind of chemo drugs that I'd be preoccupying myself with uh, thinking about my team, looking at FFS, you know, all these sort of things that we spoke about a minute ago. After I recovered, so psychologically, trauma so as an impact, uh, I still retained some bad habits as the uh, the guys who were at a Life Planet FPL uh will know at the live show um but i, I want to do something i guess um that would help me move on from being a cancer survivor it's kind of just making something of myself i suppose to some extent like i guess i realized when i was suffering that it's not really about me but like i got so much help from everyone around me like people like you who were going through your own stuff like but you were so good with me I want to do something to help others and give something back, I suppose. And I, I, I don't believe in like luck or karma, really. But I just wanted, you know, linking back to moving on some to, to what happened four and a half years ago, to do something that tied together with something that I knew about and loved talking about. Obviously, it could have been something much more productive. We could be saving the world right now. Um, the FPL was obviously something that I really enjoy and know you really enjoy. Uh, I guess why we're both saying this now, too, like, Obviously, we didn't want everyone to. Uh, I wouldn't be suggesting that anybody in the FPL community would do this, um, but I think that neither of us really wanted you to look at us through a sympathetic lens. Like, I think that now we've got the body of uh, good work to show that uh, actually that's not really the point. That's not who we are. It's just that's kind of the background and why WGC exists now. It's kind of high time to say it. But that year <laughs> was the year where I had my best ever finish in FPL, Nick, as well. Uh, so the, the year that I uh, had him recover from cancer, I got a 2.3k finish. <laughs> so, so yeah, ridiculous. But I guess that was how WGC was born for both of us, wasn't it? Because we're both kind of thinking about it during the time we were up unwell. And then we ended up kind of... You know, yeah. Thinking, yeah we can do something with this exactly and i think at that moment we were, we were fancying ourselves as a elite expert <laughs> players <laughs> and then after the last couple of seasons considering our overall ranks i think we've uh we've, we're definitely suggesting that we are not experts we are just <laughs> trying to give our opinions and, and our listeners can make their own choices but yeah exactly i think yeah exactly what you said there in terms of um our stories we when we first um started the pod this is um, wasn't something that we particularly wanted to advertise um, yeah you know the no. suffering that we, we both personally been through it wasn't something that we you like, wanted to make a selling point for the pod or to listen to the two guys that were sick you know yeah. um but you know obviously this is sort of us check this is our story this is how we came to be this is how we began the pod and um, we felt you know after two years of um you know you know decent content etc this was perhaps a good time to to share a little bit of our history and you know it's, it's worth saying as well that we're, we're both in well i'd like say from sort of really good health perhaps a bit, a bit overweight these days <laughs> you know we're, we're not um unwell anymore and, and you know that's that's really good news absolutely so it's like moving on with the uh, wgca what it is um what you're gonna listen to over the course of the year i guess it's evolved a bit hasn't it what we've tried to be doing so um, do you remember in the early days we were doing match reports every week we were looking at the last week's games and just saying oh this guy got x shots in that game and that, that was basically a bit of a corner i think yeah, it got did. to the point we were sort of reviewing southampton versus burnley and we were just like oh and nathan redmond missed a good chance it was nil nil and i think we were like oh, this this it is this doesn't seem to be the best, you know, best uh, productive use of our time and our <laughs> listeners' time to to sort of share this sort of level of content. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I guess the idea now is that we're like, you know, the features pods, like, you know, we've got lots of pods that we love and respect immensely, uh, like, uh, like Always Cheating, uh, like FPL Planet, and also like the Three Amigos that will be chewing the fat over the game we just gone, you know, and they'll be discussing what's been talked about in the community, looking to the next week and understanding what, you know, what's been happening and how that's impactful. And uh, I, I guess we thought, well, you know, one, people listening to those pods um, are also going to be in the Venn diagram with listening to us. And uh, two, there's a bit of a gap in terms of the kind of skills that we bring to it. Like before this, we, we had no podcasting experience whatsoever. You know, like Nick and I have both given uh, presentations at, at work or whatever with all sorts of audiences. Like I've never edited anything in my life really apart from when i was 14 learned to use audacity just to remove michaela strachan by scouting for girls uh, from uh, the secret track into a discrete track but you know that's just one of those things isn't it that like you, you kind of just get into don't you and learn the job and i think I, I hope if you're listening and you've been listening for a little while proved that and gotten better on the mic yeah i'd like to hope so we're still prone to the occasional stumble and occasional awkward moment but i think uh yeah in the last year as well we, we've stepped into uh youtube and live streaming a few of our pods um especially in the weeks which sort of have a quick turnaround of fixtures and hopefully um those who have watched those youtube videos have have enjoyed those sort of sessions and, and i think we're planning on doing more of those next year as well yeah absolutely oh it's, it's, it's good fun isn't it i think it's never been it's never been something that um like presenting in particular has been something that we neither of us would have ever said was the strength of ours but getting used to talking about fantasy football like this is it's been very good for both of us hasn't it yeah definitely i think especially at school i, I never felt very confident at all about the idea of uh, doing a presentation and be practically no, petrified at the idea of stepping up and having to to deliver you know a, a speech to an audience of uh fellow classmates uh, I think just sort of working in the professional environments helped that a lot and, and doing the pod as well has, has helped um, enhance my, my speaking skills a fair bit I'm sort of much different to how I was 10 or 15 years ago when I was you know really nervous about that sort of thing. Yeah absolutely it has been very cool hasn't it and I guess you know with the pod we try to focus on the trends really and give you guys something a little more thematic every week almost um, to help you keep an eye on all sorts of different strategic aspects that may help your games. The differentiation may be that a lot of the pods um, out there are looking at kind of tactical things you know week to week what am I going to do but strategically I think that that's an area where we're hopefully um, through our through our kind of work skills able to give something a little bit different like we'll try to you know sit there and think about a unique spin on on proceedings or maybe if it's something that everybody will be talking about and you're well covered like we'll try to vocalize um the, the trends behind what we think is going down and try to offer something a little bit different and i think you know for example nick the the risk profiling stuff yeah definitely uh we quite enjoy doing our sort of theme based pods i mean we, we sometimes look at points per value perhaps a little bit later on in the season normally the talisman data that we do um always very interesting we you know we've, we're always trying to come up with new new and exciting concepts for our listeners as well you know like the risk profile how risky a manager you are you that's the kind of thing we like to have a little bit of fun looking at you know how managers um, act in scenarios and, and whether it pays off being sort of you know cautious or aggressive in terms of your hit taking yeah, absolutely and we also do like the serious stuff so you know, big at the back for example has been something that we've been speaking about for the last couple of years and it's uh 
you know, from from our analysis of the data, and it's very cool to see that that's now getting into the mainstream, isn't it? Like, it must be satisfying for you, especially as being like the main pioneer Nick of this kind of uh, Sir Nick's a lot like big at the back sort of idea. Like now, people are kind of thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to have, go four four two next year. Like I, I'm hoping that you know, have that kind of stats focus and having an impacts on how people think about things is is definitely something which you find satisfactory after all of your work on it. Yeah, definitely. And the irony is, actually, before we started the pod, I was never really a player that played heavily in the defence. Um, I always played a 3-4-3. Three, three and and um, yeah, I was always looking at your team and I was like, how's he picked these players? He had to sort of Scott Dan and Craig Dawson. I was like, these these crap players, in in my opinion, and, and they were getting goals each week. And you, you were absolutely smashing me with your defenders, whilst my defenders would never do anything at all. I, I sort of had Kieran Gibbs in there, for instance, or something ridiculous, and just trying to get a, a cheap Arsenal clean sheet if I could. And and you had Dawson and Dan getting goals. And then I think it was all, I did sort of my analysis um, the season before we began the pod, looking at the defenders. And, and I really noticed the value in the defence and like, you know, some of these players that were getting goals, clean sheets, assists. And I started to promote them quite heavily. I remember talking in the first year a lot about Marcus Alonso, who was such a great value pick and and the likes of Aspilicueta as well. And uh, yeah, that's definitely been one of the things that I've par- been parroting quite strongly since we began the pod, the value of the defence. And it's really come to the fore um, this season, especially with some of the Liverpool defenders that have broken the 200 barrier. Whilst you look at these forwards, you know, these premium forwards, you've had the likes of Lukaku, Kay Morata before he we went on loan, sort of all costing about 10 million or more and, and delivering less points than these sort of five and six million uh, pound defenders. Yeah, hopefully that's going to have an impact, I think, in the year to come. Uh, there's also a lot of some stuff that we do as well. I think we, you know, every, week to week, as mentioned, uh, we do the thematic stuff. And I think the psychology stuff's going to return as well. So, you know, I used to work at Papal Science Practice um, for a few years. And um, I, I know a little bit about all, the, all of the behavioural factors which may um, underpin and underline influence how um, how FPL managers act. So I think that's going to be a big part of our uh, upcoming stuff. We're going we're to reboot that. We've got about 15 our schools and uh, a lot of help from the likes of uh, FPL Claret and We Rogue um, going forward. So quite a lot of stuff like that. I and mean, we'll um, definitely be trying to integrate that a little bit better into our podcast going forward. But uh, WCA and our performance as FPL managers, Nick, is the uh, is the next thing we were going to talk about, and I guess it, it's been a it's been an interesting ride, hasn't it, both of us? Like you've done slightly better. Yeah, so I think the first year we did the pod, I, I was doing pretty well. Um, just had a bit of a rough patch at the end of the season, which is a bit unfortunate because I was going for sort of a, my first top 10k finish and I was sitting about 6k at one point. You know, I was very, very happy. Um, and then I just had a few really rough weeks, ended up 17k, which is it's the, which is the rank that's sort of etched on your record, which can be a bit frustrating. Um, second year for me um, was not as great. Um, again, it was sort of, I, I started to do quite well. I think the got up to about. 40k or something at one point um and then declined and then just ended up on 95k lovely red arrow in game week 38 which again (laughs) you know a bit disappointed yeah i know it's it's, it's top 100k but i just i was you know a bit frustrated that you put a lot of effort in at week in week out as you can probably tell by the amount of data that we put out for every podcast and 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 nothing was really clicking but unfortunately i think uh, you know i couldn't complain too much because your travails um since you started the pod have been absolutely terrible especially considering um your previous record which was uh, much better than mine as well 
Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been woeful since I started WTA, though. It's, you know, it's such a real decline since coming online. Um, but as a content provider, Twitterite, Lurker on uh, Reddit, Fantable Scout, and others, like, I guess you see so much, hear so much, and read so much because you love the work others do and you want to hear it. Uh, I, I guess, like with Twitter, like in the first year, especially, I wasn't prepared for the full blast of opinion that I'd open myself up to. Uh, I, I don't know. Ultimately, it sounds super sappy, but I think that, like, you know, the the passion and enthusiasm that we have that makes us do this pod is is the same sort of thing which blinds us and clouds our judgment and uh, gets in the way of being able to rationally sit down and say, right, this is where I'm failing. This is what I need to sort out. I'm just going to do that, which is what we're both able to do, I think, a little bit more. I don't know if that's the same for you, but it's definitely been a thing for me where I'm just like, yeah, I said that I don't like that guy, so I can't do it. Well, yeah, I think out of the two of us, you've always been sort of social media king. You've kind of, um, after setting up the joint Twitter, I think you've you've monopolised the main account and I've ended up creating my own account um, for people that want to talk to me directly. And it works quite well in terms of the groups and I tend to use that if I've got something to say, which isn't as often as, as you are. I've had a child, obviously, actually, as well, um, since we started yeah, doing the pods. And it's absolutely a huge chunk of my, my personal time. I've, I, I think I've got the more pressurised job, let's say, <laughs> that means I don't have mm. as much time in terms of the, sort of the week, um, working quite long hours often, which has meant that, you know, my, my time for social media has, has been less... Um, you know less carved out isn't it yeah, yeah exactly and you know i might have you know half an hour or an hour a day to to sort of chat to a couple of people but it's normally on commutes when my signal is pretty uh dodgy as well whilst i think you've you've generally been on the twitter so you remember stages where you were almost like post i don't know what your record was for tweets in a day but the, the numbers have been quite quite ridiculous really but it's helped a lot in terms of um, building our follower up I'm one of these guys who's all or nothing. I think that for me, it's uh, yeah, probably. I think the record's about uh, you know, 150 tweets a day or something like that. No, it's not too bad. That still sounds pretty bad. I think we're in the top uh, 350k Twitter accounts in the world according to SocialBlade.com, which some of Tom Gamble told me about. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? And like tr- trying to square that with our FPL performance is. is can, can be quite difficult can't it at times like i don't think either of us ever hide like we both talk about how we're doing like we're not the sort of people who are gonna disappear for a few weeks and then come back and be like oh i'm doing really well this week but the last three weeks i got 40 points like you know for me like i doubted myself you know there's always kind of elements that get thrown in with a lot of opinion her mentality confirmation bias like my independent decision making which i was very good at like making the changes and then telling you uh, via whatsapp what i'd done like that that all completely changed when i was on twitter um you know 228k finish this year like i, I guess i need to really try not to uh, fall apart almost and keep my own uh, keep my own mind better um th- that's key for me like all the kind of ego and posturing stuff around rank i don't really care about because of what we've both been through but i, I guess in terms of like just trying to do things better um that- that's what we're here for and that's why we talk about these things and i guess this year's uh analysis coming forward is is kind of where we're both um trying to learn the lessons of over the last couple of years and hopefully trying to assist you guys better on game week one next season 
Yeah, that's the objective. And I know that a lot of people who've done really well have, have sent us messages saying that they've really appreciated our advice over the season, which um, we've appreciated as well. So we're, we're not doing everything wrong in terms of <laughs> what we're saying and what we're suggesting. I think it's all classic case of, you know, if you've ever watched it, like a TV show, Fraser, for instance, that he, he can sort out everybody else's love life, but he can't sort out his own. And that's all almost like the, the premise of our podcast at the moment. We're sorting out everyone else's teams, but our own team is it's just a mess. Absolutely. I, mean, I guess for this year going forward, you know, we're going to keep analysing, like you're going to keep doing the market forces, of course, like uh, in terms of uh, the, the Nick pick, I think that's going to keep going. I'm going to pair that with a Tom Helmary pick. Uh, we're going to do an over 30s team, and we just uh, just to reflect how we both uh, moved into the uh, into that decade of our lives, and uh, you know perhaps have uh, Ken Aguero and uh, Jamie Vardy passing the captain seats each other each week. And uh, we're going to have the zombies going too, aren't we? So I think there'll be a lot of stuff uh, next year. Um, but the writing is what's important. Like, what that's interesting. Uh, I'm looking at over management stuff, and you, you're looking at value, aren't you, in trying to give some analysis of that? Try to look at the, the value in the players, where we saw the value. And it won't all be about the defenders. There are certainly value forwards that emerged um, last season, like Raul Jimenez um, did really well, for instance. And, and that'll be the, the focus of, of some of the content that we deliver to you over the summer. Of course, um, we'll be talking also um, and writing lots of prospecting the prospects um, for all the new signings that have joined the Premier League. Um, I know we've already got one prepped with Daniel James who, imminently being announced as a new signing of Manche- uh, for Manchester United, it seems. And and some of the promoted players, um, that's sort of Timu Puki and um, Endo Stevens and uh, Max Ahrens, for instance. Absolutely. So I guess that's basically it for this pod, Nick. We'll obviously be back for the fixtures, giving proper... A fancy football analysis but and um, hopefully that was useful and interesting to hear about who we are as people if you're interested in meeting us and you're you're in the london area uh, we've got a meet up on the 13th of july and um, from 3 p.m onwards at the marleybone sports bar and grill i think we had both had a fantastic time at the christmas meet up and met loads of people i think the turnout was a lot higher than we both expected as well and it, it became tough to actually uh, get to talk to everyone just because we were so busy on the night and um, yeah, we're looking forward to this um, next meetup um, in July and meeting more of the community. So yeah, anyone that um, would like to attend, we'd, we'd love to meet you. And it's great to chat about FPL. And it's, yeah, it's just really good fun. And yeah, we've, we've got plenty of content, as Tom said, uh, over the summer, which we're looking forward to, to sharing. Um, we're going to have a few more podcasts. Um, the next one will be the fixtures, um, which will be announced do you have the date for the fixtures? It's the 13th of June, I believe. Yeah, so the fixtures are going to be announced um, on the 13th of June. I'd, I'm not sure if um, calendars permitting will allow us to do sort of a immediate reaction to the fixtures, but um, we look forward to sort of doing some analysis of that uh, and, you know, doing a pod where we talk about some of the teams and the best teams to look at at the beginning of the season. And then obviously we'll be uh, doing another pod once the game's released as well, talking about the prices, the excitement really starts to build for the, uh, for the new season. I missed FPL, Nick, the last uh, the last weekend. But uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? That like in, like in the off season, yeah, we don't think about it that much, and we both kind of go and make friends with our other halves, and then you're going through other half and your baby. Um, mm-hmm. But but we're both kind of primed and ready to go. Um, so we're really looking forward to the new season. And um, yeah, I, I guess in the meantime, we hope this assists you, and we'll see you um, after the fixtures announcement. Yeah, take care, guys. Thank you. Bye. Hey.
it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.